This is another question from the website that's been around for a while and I apologize for taking so long to get around it, to it. I'm reading it. As a Bachar, I didn't have a mashpia. Finally, after many years, I mustered the courage to ask an older friend of mine who I look up to to be my mashpia. It's been over two years now and I never actually had any mashpia conversation with him. I just don't know what I am supposed to talk with him about if I don't have any questions or dilemmas. Dilemma. Please give me some guidance about what exactly to talk about. Thank you very much. The, the sad truth of the matter is, first of all, the Rebbe, when he talked about Asei Lecharav, he called it a Bagosha Nafshis, a Bagosha Atzmis. The Rebbe occasionally asked Hasidim for things. And amongst those, there were occasions where he said that this request is a Bagosha Nafshis, a request that goes to his soul, which means it's very important to him. On two occasions, the Rebbe did not call it a Bagosha Nafshis, he called it a Bagosha Atzmis, a request that goes to his very etzim. To his very self. The first was Asay Lecharav, and the second was the Mifsa Hakel in Tafshin Memches, the year the Rebbetzin passed away. When the Rebbe spoke about Asay Lecharav in the summer of 86 and 87, he called it a Bakosha Nafshis or Bakosha Atzmas. In other words, it was very important to the Rebbe that there should be Asay Lecharav. So to the Rebbe, it was infinitely important. In reality, people try to choose Mashpiyim, and the rule is that the healthiest people, which means the people who need the Mashpiyam the least, are the most likely to seek the Mashpiyam's counsel. And the people who actually need the Mashpiyam's help the most have a difficult time being honest, they have a difficult time being open. So they also choose a Mashpiya, they, they designate a Mashpiyah, but um, because it's so emotionally difficult for them to get in touch with themselves, it's very difficult for them emotionally to share with another. So either they consult a mashpia on practical questions only, which is very superficial, or they tend to shy away from the mashpia and they justify it in their own minds in a bunch of ways. Now, if you feel criticized by what I just said, please don't. I'm not a perfect specimen myself and my relationship with my mashpia is also quite complicated. Uh, but this is just the facts that the people who need the mashpia the least are the most likely to actually seek his counsel because they're, they've figured themselves out, they're able to articulate questions in a very specific way and they're, quote, not wasting the mashpia's time, they're also very healthy, so they value themselves enough to, to seek counsel of others. The difficulty with choosing a mashpia begins with finding the right person and that itself is terribly difficult. Um, you can't choose a person too close to your own age because then they'll patronize you, they'll tell you what you want to hear. You can't choose a person who's in a different generation, they're not going to understand you. Or if you choose someone from a different generation, they need to have the wisdom to speak to you in your language, which is not easy to find. But even if you find a mashpia, then becomes the difficulties, how do you relate to that mashpia? How do you interface with that mashpia? For a variety of reasons, and of course the big excuse is my mashpia is busy. And I always tell people, when your doctor is busy, you consult him anyway. Why, when your mashpia is busy, don't you consult him? And the answer, of course, is it's different. And it really isn't. In fact, if anything, the mashpia relationship is more its critical because it has to do literally about, about life itself, not just details in life as opposed to what we go to a doctor for. But it's very hard for us, within ourselves, 
to value ourselves enough, to appreciate ourselves enough, to appreciate that we're entitled to Amashbiya and we're entitled to talk to him, we're entitled to quote waste his time within the parameters that you and him set up, um, so that you can benefit from that relationship. So that's that's the sad reality. So I don't know who wrote this question. I don't know how old this question is. Um, and I'm probably I'm, I'm certainly not able to speak to this specific person's issues in his relationship with his mashpia. Um I don't want to say this in public, but I will, because I am already a very busy person. When people ask me to be their mashpia, I don't say no, but I say, I'm not calling you. I'm not chasing you. You'll call me. I'll talk to you. If you're going to waste my time, I'm going to ignore you. If you have very specific questions, you'll send me a, a WhatsApp voice note and we'll talk about it. If I need to speak to you in person, I'll tell you and then I'll set up time to talk to you in person. Mashpiyim are busy and you shouldn't wait Mashpiyim's time. But you should also prepare what you're going to say to your Mashpiyah. Think about it beforehand and uh, present what you need to say to your Mashpiyah in a way that doesn't go on, doesn't go on, it's not a run on, doesn't go on for 10, 12, 15 minutes that you can get to the point tell him what your question is and either he'll answer you or he'll tell you he wants to think about it or he'll get some other people to help resolve it but the most important thing in this relationship is valuing yourself enough to reach out to the mashpia. Of course the easiest things to discuss with mashpia are practical questions. Questions about religious life, questions about being realistic about yourself and your religious life vis-a-vis -vis your Yetzirah and other factors. These are the kind of questions that you want to speak to your mashpia about to create fences, to create realistic levels of Avedas Hashem and at the same time create standards that are going to be maintained as we mature and become adults and get married and have families and so on and so forth. It would be wonderful if our mashpia knew us very deeply and understood our soul um, but for this to be realistic, it probably has to start when you're younger and you have to stay with the same mashpia for very long. What happens too often is that we change mashpia too frequently and it becomes very, very difficult to develop meaningful and deep relationships with people if we keep on changing. So I suppose now that I've talked and talked and talked, if I needed to, so to speak, directly answer the question, I would say two things. Number one, don't change mashpia you find someone that's good, stick around, stick with him. Number two, start the relationship by asking practical questions. Um, don't waste his time, but when you need him, reach out. Over time, he'll get to know you and the relationship will deepen. And then he'll be able to give you wisdom, not only based on actionable things, but based on who you are. I think it's also important to, be, to, to do also a knele chachavir, right? To have good friends that you talk things over with. Remendel Futafas always lamented the fact that in the modern world people talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about nothing important. How critically is important for friends to share even their weaknesses, even their mistakes. Um, they have to feel safe and they have to feel love and they have to feel trust to be able to open up. And I think part of Asayi Lecharav is to have close friends that are your own age that you can be honest with and they can be honest with you. Um, it's not enough. You have to have a say lecharav also, but certainly when it's complemented by your knei lechachover, it's a healthier and a safer thing. I'm going to conclude by repeating myself.
The fact is that the people who seek most counsel from others are the people who are the healthiest. They have the maturity and the wisdom to ask for help. The people who need the help the most, most tend to shy away. They're embarrassed. And really, above all else, they don't value themselves enough. They don't have what they call good self-esteem. I think it's very important to develop a relationship with a mashpia. I think it's important not to change mashpiyim too frequently. Start on a simple level. Don't waste his or her time. And over time, the relationship will deepen. And appreciate that we're works in progress. We're not, we're not perfect. We're not meant to be perfect. We have nothing to be ashamed of. The only thing we have to be ashamed of is being ashamed, if you will. The fact that we're not perfect and we make mistakes. We have to be open and honest with ourselves and hopefully we can transfer that honesty to other people who we respect and who will, who will honor us so that we could grow and come one or two steps closer to being a little less imperfect. Thank you.